right, this is the Closet Chronicles with Ivanya Easley. I am the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about sharing about the industry if you're starting in the industry, growing or scaling, and giving you some advice and telling other fashion professional stories. And today we have a very special guest. Kia, is that how I say your name correctly? Yes, hey, Ivanya. Kia Bounds. And she is the costume designer for survival of the thickest and i'm sure of course she's going to tell us about all the other work she did but it is a show on netflix that came out not too long ago i absolutely loved it i love the fashion and so i just reached out to her to see if she'd be interested in being a guest on the podcast and she was so here she is so welcome kia thank you so much Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I absolutely, like I said, love your work. If y'all have not seen the show, then y'all need to check it out. It's a good show, good story. But if you're in the fashion industry, you definitely want to watch it because it's all about an up-and-coming stylist trying to get her big break and make it in this business in New York. So, Kia. Yes. Of course, we're going to get into survival of the thickest, but before we get there, obviously you had to do a lot of work and, you know, learning the business and all of the things to even get to that job. So let's start at the beginning. Yeah. What made you get into fashion? How did you get started? Did you go to school for it? Give me the deets. Okay. So I started in fashion when I was eight years old. Um, my mother and I used to sew matching dresses together. So I... How cute! Yeah, so she would make my dresses, and then I would have I, I would be challenged to make my dolls' dresses. Um, and so from there, I just continued to love clothing. I would rework vintage and do all these things. And then once school came around, um, I had like mentors and stuff that had worked for different companies, like mm-hmm. big big brand companies, and they told me I could go to school for fashion. Um, now, where are you from? I'm from Philly. Okay. So even in, because I've always felt like with fashion, unless you were in LA or New York, it felt like before social media, you didn't see it as a real job or a job you could actually be in. So in Philly, you were able to find people that were like, hey, you could actually do this. Right. So when I, I was love in, that. when I was in Philly, I worked for Urban Outfitters. That was okay. like my regular job. And because it was based in Philly, I was able to intern upstairs with the design department. Um, ah. Yeah, and so while I was interning, I was able to go to school, and I went to Philadelphia University, which is what it was called at the time, mm-hmm. um, and studied fashion design. Oh, so. wow. I love that. Now, when you went to school for fashion design, did you want to become a designer, or what were you thinking that you were going to do once you finished school with it? I did want to become a designer. Um, however, when I first entered um, into the school, you could do a, a major and a minor in, in fashion, like straight out. And so I did a merchandising minor okay. um, because I didn't know if I was going to need that. Like I could, I got to the point where I was like, I, I want to make clothes to celebrities, but I didn't know what that meant. Yes. Right? And so, um, as time went on, it kind of like unveiled itself um, and I got exposed to doing little things like um, doing like a little bit of styling for fashion shows and like, you know, I would get my leg in here and there. Okay. Um, yeah. So once you uh, graduated school and you're working at Urban Outfitters while you were in school, uh, once you graduated, what was your first job and how were you like, okay, do I design? Do I start a clothing line? Do I work 
or keep working for a clothing company? Like what was the next steps? So when I graduated, I actually worked for a small company, which does not exist anymore. But then my real first job was Ralph Lauren. Oh, wow. Okay. What did you do there? So I designed boys and men's and, um, I was there for a few years until, um, I, I kind of was like, I actually quit Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to, I wanted to style. Yeah. Um, and usually that's kind of like what people consider the backwards way of doing it because usually stylists want to eventually be designers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like at least in where I was in Ralph that I wasn't going to grow, you know, as much as I wanted to, to get to where I wanted to be quickly enough. Right. And so, um, so I left Ralph and then I got a call one day from someone that I had like interned with, um, and became a friend and she asked me if I wanted to work on a show with her. And I said, okay. I said, well, what, what is it? And it ended up being Chappelle's show. Oh, wow. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow! You know what? I never really thought about styling for his show. I guess, but were you dressing him, or were you dressing like the people who were in the skits with him? So it was the same. It was the same as what I do right now. Like, but coming in at an entry level. Okay. Um, and so I was his dresser. I was his key customer. So um, Danielle Hollowell and Whitney Kyles were. The, the designer and the assistant costume designer. Okay. And so I worked very closely with them and they were very open to me, like helping them do different things that you wouldn't n- normally do at my level. Uh-huh. And because it was, um, you know, they let me, they let me play around with drawing things and helping them with the costumes. You know, it wasn't just about like, you know, getting coffee or like getting somebody's clothes and just working in a wardrobe because we were such a small team. I got to do everything. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Now, when you start working on the show, was it like when it first started or was it when it had got super popular? No, the whole time. Oh, wow. So you were there from the start and then saw it grow to what it did and when he left yeah. and all the things. I left. I actually left right before he left because I was pregnant. But I, Oh, I, wow. Yeah. So I worked on there until I was like seven months. Ah, oh, that's what's up. Now, how was it working on the show with him and all the people? Oh, he's amazing. All the people are amazing. Um, we still have a family. like a I was family just going to ask that. Are y'all still yeah. all connected? Yeah, we stay connected here and there. Like, you know, we, we you know, I I recently worked with Donnell, um, who played Ashley Larry on BMF. And, you know, he and I reconnected. And, you know, I got to go out and hang out in Yellow Springs with them. And, you know, whenever, whenever I see Dave, it's all love. Like everybody is like very, very like, uh, you know, looking, yeah. forward to, looking forward to the day when we have the, our Ch- Chappelle show, uh, reunion, uh, reunion. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. So, okay. After the Chappelle show is then, is that when you were like, Hey, you know what? I like costuming. I yeah. like being on set. I think I want to stay in this field. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, um, when I had that experience, I love the fact that I got to do all these different things. I got to like really kind of understand the process of film yeah. and television. Yeah. Um, and not just jump in and not know, know what I'm doing, which is very, um, you know, very much my personality. And yeah. so, um, 
once that happened, um, I went on to do other shows like Criminal Intent. And um, when I got to Criminal Intent, I had become a set customer. So I was working on set and you know, running the truck. And then I did the background. So I dressed the whole background every every season. And I was there for quite a few seasons. And then um, the costume designer that worked on that show saw me like dressed in the background. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, you put so much care into these characters and you really make them what they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know? And she was like, you need to be designing. And so... I love that. I mean, and it just goes to show, like, no matter what your role is, if you're doing it well, people are paying attention and take notice, and now you're getting the opportunity to excel. A hundred percent. So, yeah. I feel like sometimes people feel like, oh, well, you know, what I'm doing doesn't really matter because I'm just dressing the extras. I'm not the official costume designer. But look how it led to other opportunity for you. Yeah, and I tell my team today the same thing. Like, take pride in every single step. Yes. Of, every job is important. Because it's all a reflection of you, how you do everything. Yeah, 100%. So, um, once I, you know, actually listened to her and kind of yeah. let go of my position there, mm-hmm. um, I joined the union. Okay. Um, and the costume union, because I was already in the wardrobe union. So, yes. I joined the costume union, and the next... After the season was over, she offered me a job as her as her ACD, and I stayed with her for. About oh, and explain what ACD is for the people who might not know. As her assistant, as her assistant costume designer. Okay. Um, and then after we took on that, we took on Nurse Jackie together, mm-hmm. um, and we stayed there for seven seasons, and um. We came upon Mysteries of Laura, and she had been like grooming me the whole time. And so when we had when Mysteries of Laura came up, she started giving me episodes. She started giving me episodes on Nurse Jackie. Okay. To be the to be the costume designer, and so by the time we got to Mysteries of Laura, she did um, a few episodes on that, and then she turned the show over to me. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Now, how many years have you been in the um, costuming industry now? Um, I guess if I've been on since since Chappelle show, twenty years. Almost. Wow, you don't even look old enough from what I saw on social media. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, is it just more like relationships that lend you to the next jobs, or like? How does that work as far as like you're now working on these different shows and sets? How do you just keep getting the work coming? Or do you have an agent? Are you with an agency? Like if somebody's interested in this field, like where would they even get started to be able to do and kind of move along like how you've done in your career? I would start by saying that your reputation is everything. Yeah. I I guard my reputation with my life. Yeah. Um, I take such pride in, in in my work, I take yeah. pride in who I am and how I carry myself. Yeah. Um, uh, I make sure that I'm like crossing my T's and dotting my I's. Um, yeah. And, you know, it did get me to the point where I got an agent and I'm, I'm with Gersh and I've been with Gersh, um, for probably like seven years now. Okay. Um, and at first, it wasn't necessary for me to have an agent, mm-hmm. but um, 
you know, once I had the body of work that I have, like it, it, it only elevated me. So yeah, so I would, I would tell, I would say that. I would say make sure you guard your reputation. You know, um, yeah, because the industry is really small considering how many people are in the world. Everybody kind of tends to know everybody, or at least know somebody that knows somebody that you know. Yeah, and and a lot of my jobs did go by word of mouth because yeah. it would be like, you know, people would know what, sh- especially in New York. Like yeah. New York is really tight. Yeah, right. Um, some would say it's clicky. I just think they like people that are great workers, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, my name would would pass through a few hands, and they somehow they could see me so yeah. you know it worked out that's awesome and since you're you're in new york right i am in new york have you ever worked with other uh stylists or costume designers that people may know of like you know like june or misa or anybody that is in new york as well no i didn't really work with um i know misa i know you know i know probably everybody i yeah. think I wasn't really in the video world yeah, um, or music industry world. I think I did one video in my whole career. <laughs> um, and it was like I was an assistant on a Jay-Z video. Um, and it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, and so I've done commercials and stuff like that. But, um, yes, I, I definitely know. I know, like, you know, Groovy Lou and, like, I know, like, like B and all yeah. all of the stylists are kind of like know each other, yes. but we don't necessarily work together. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, okay, now how do we get to survival of the thickest? Because again, I don't know if that's your latest project. It's just the latest one that I saw that I loved. So I um, I have been on BMF. Um, oh, women! I love BMF too. You do that too? I do all. I yes, I've done all three seasons at this point. Um. Yeah, they filmed a lot here too, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I where no when you asked me if I was in Atlanta, that's why I, I answered that way because I'm like, oh no, I'm in New Jersey right now because yeah. I'm actually supposed to come back there soon. Okay. Um, Look, when yeah. the next season coming out? <laughs> I know. Well, the writer's strike, we have to just make sure everybody gets what they need. Yeah. And um we stand by them right now, but yeah. um you now, know. how is that affecting you, too? Because I do know, at least here in Atlanta, a lot of people that are working in costume are not working now because of the writers and the actors striking. Yeah. Well, for me, like, um, you know, because the writers on BMF finished all the episodes before mm-hmm. the strike hit, mm-hmm. we were able to finish season three. Okay. And so we finished around um, the beginning of July. Okay. Um, so I'm just kind of only like a little bit less than a month, um, out of work personally, but for the others that have had to be out for two months prior to when we ended, um, I think everybody is trying to, you know, kind of do what they had to do during the pandemic, you know, find like other streams of income, maybe like rely on their other talents and like you know, do commercials because they can still do some commercials, um, you know, magazine shoots and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, they may be moving more towards like true styling at this moment. Are you doing any of that or are you just kind of on a break then because you're waiting until it's over? Well, as I was finishing um, BMF, I had 
um, been also transitioning into doing Michelle Michelle Buteau's, um press run. Oh yes, so, yes. So yeah, so that that was about thirteen plus looks. Yeah. And so that took you know a yeah. lot. A lot of oh, that was good, and I, you know what? That's a, another thing I, I didn't even think about that. Like with you being on the show and working with the stars and all that, do they actually end up hiring you on the side? I guess for like you said, the press run or for appearances because they see the work you're doing on the shows. They do. Um, I have done stuff for for the boys on BMF. Yeah. Um, it just can't always be consistent for me because I have I. I spend so much time being a costume designer yes. that I spend less time being a stylist. Yes. But, um, you know, um, I and then, yes, with Michelle for Survival of the Thickest, they wanted it to reflect the show. And Michelle herself has such great personal style, so it's like fun. Oh, well, that's good. To collaborate with her. Yeah, yeah. no, she's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, so you, you how, how did let's go about how you got into the show, and then of course, what was your inspiration, or how did you even decide to give her all these great looks for this show? So I interviewed for the show. Um, they reached out to my agent and um, asked that I, you know, interview, and so I did, and I presented um, a deck or my portfolio to them um, or lookbook. Um, with what I felt like the look seemed like they should be off the page okay. of the script. Um, and so it seemed to be in tow with what they wanted. Um, we were on the same, we were on the same vibe. Yeah. Um, uh, with each character, which was so fun. Um, and the conversation with them was so great. And, and they were so open to the understanding, like they, they were so open to me being involved in the whole process, which was really nice because I have been a stylist. I've been a designer, you know, like, like I'm all those things. But at that time, you know, them knowing like, this is where I'm coming from, yeah. you know, where I can, where I can also be helpful is helping to drive the character where they need to go because of my own experience. So, um, I think it's, I think that's great that yeah. they were open to that because it's such an it's we're such an important part of the storytelling exactly. process. So like, you know, us being able to clearly see the path that needs that we need to go on makes yeah. it so much easier. And Michelle is very um very clear. Yes. You know, like she knows what she likes. She knows what she doesn't like. But she's also open to trying things, right? I love that. It makes it easier to do your job, too. Yeah. Like, she just knows her body. Yeah. And because, like, she's tried so many things on in her life, it's yeah. like, she could look at something and be like, I don't know. But then I could be like, um, if you put a belt on it. Yeah. You know? And then we, we, we were just, like, a good team in that way. And I had also, in the midst of, of you know... Being a stylist, being and starting my costume design career, mm-hmm. I also worked on a show called What Not to Wear, and I was an off-screen stylist, and so I dressed all sorts of sizes. I love that. I love that. Now, with the show, you decided everybody's outfit, and like, how big of a team did you need to help you? Because I mean, it's a show. It's a lot of characters. There's a lot of outfits. Like, yeah. 
How did all that work? I'd have to say there's like this show for me was was not as as crazy as BMF can be with the characters. Like we have a lot of characters on BMF mm-hmm. and my my team is a lot larger. Okay. Um on I would I would say on this team I maybe had 15 um 15 people on my staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and everybody plays an intricate part. You know, we have to have um at least three production assistants. Um, the I had PAs. To, yeah, the PAs. Um, I had to have um, two, I call them two assistant costume designers. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they call them like one assistant costume designer, one shopper. Okay. Uh, but they both worked as my assistant costume designers and they were so great. Um, it was just such a great tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a coordinator, costume coordinator, who like, you know, manages the budget and keeps everything flowing into the wardrobe space. Um, and then I have the wardrobe. So the wardrobe team consists of my wardrobe supervisor mm-hmm. and three three costumers. And then we would have like you know additional costumers on heavy days. So, how many I, people did you end up dressing? You think for the whole thing? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, wow, that's because I mean you had all the extras outside of the main characters, like the yeah. scene where they had that prom. It, it was just like it was a lot. So the way that I divide up my team is I definitely concentrate on the entire main cast. Yes, and then um, my assistant costume designer will trust the day players with my direction. Yes, and then. Um, my shopper will come in, my shopper slash second ACD will come in on BG days to help the assistant costume designer the first um, dress the background. Got it, got it. Now, and, what designers were you using or some of the designers that you used for the show? Oh, wow. So we use um, Wild Fang. Um, we use Brandon Blackwood. We use I love Telfer. Brandon. I got like eight of his bags. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Telfer. We use um, Universal Standard. Yeah. Eloquy. Um, those are uh, both great um, curvy size brands. I have a lot of curvy size clients, so yeah, they're really great. Um, and then, um, oh gosh. I have a long list that I could share with you. Wow. Uh, that is amazing. I think it came together so great. And how I even got in contact with you is because I read the article. I want to say it was in essence. I'm pretty sure it was in essence. And then I just reached out to you because I really did enjoy the show. And I love the the direction that you went with the wardrobe. It was just really stylish and to me matched the story. And then I just love the size inclusivity. I'm not curvy size myself, but because I live in the South and yeah. we have a lot of hips, butt, and thighs here in the South. And yeah. I work with clients that go up to a 22. I'm always advocating for them because I have so many clients that are over a size 14 that want to look fly and look put together and look stylish. And just finding the designers and the brands that will let that happen um, yeah. and still be stylish without having to worry about losing weight to do it first. Yes. So I loved everything about uh, the show, and that's why I wanted to connect with you. 
So as we get ready to wrap up, thank you again for sharing your story. And I just thank you for even taking the time. I could talk about style and fashion all day, as I'm sure you can too. But uh, I just have a few other questions. Like, what do you feel like is a common myth about being not even just a costume designer, but just being in the fashion industry in general? Um, I think that a common myth is that especially with a stylist versus a costume designer, right? Um, I think people think that fashion means that you look like a character all the time, Yeah, right? Like, as a stylist, you should, you should know your brands, you should know, you should know style, you should have an innate sense of style. Yes. Um, But not all costume designers can dress. You know, (laughs) (laughs) their focus is not themselves. Yeah. Right. And so I, however, love to get dressed. Yes. But, you know, not the expectation of, of a costume designer being uber stylish is not a thing because they're not necessarily doing uh, stylish movies all the time. Yes. They're doing, you know, a variety of things. And they're usually like a bit more on, on the art, art, artsy kind of uh, eccentric side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause man, even like when you saying you work the Dave Chappelle show as well as the BMF, that's not necessarily, they're not fashion shows. I mean, they look nice, but it wasn't nothing that stood out like survival of the thickest. Cause there was a two different type of shows. But at the end of the day, everything we see on TV and magazine, somebody had to put the look together and dress them, whether it be something super simple or something, you know, couture. Right. The other thing I'd like to say is another myth is that, People think that just because you get dressed every day that you know how to dress others, right? They tend to not understand that there is a a real thought process that goes into developing and thinking about what a character should look like. Yeah. It's not as just about putting something on someone because you think it's cool. You really have to look into the backstory and tell the story. Yes. I love that because I mean, ultimately, that is what style is—is is telling a story with your wardrobe, right? And like you said, knowing how to dress ourselves is not the same as knowing how to dress other bodies. Uh, right. My size and my body is—I have maybe one or two clients that are my friend, and even then, our styles are different. But ultimately, knowing how to dress for other bodies is what's going to make a good style, a good costume, because you're dressing other bodies and you need to know how to dress other bodies and certain, what a size two can wear and what a size 18 can wear. And it's not always the same thing. A hundred. Yes, absolutely. As well as heights and all the things and then personalities and, you know, especially when you're talking about women, because we have so many proportions as far as, you know, boobs, butt, thighs, it's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What do you feel like has been the biggest challenge and what has been the biggest success? Hmm. The biggest challenge has been BMF. Like I love, I love doing BMF. Um, and I would do it and and like for the next six seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge for me, but also the excitement that I get from it is is trying to recreate what has already been done with the people still living. Yes. Because based on a real, uh, real life um, occurrences, right? And um, you know, while Terry may not um, have a, have that much to say about what's going on, 
you know, he'll lay out his specific things that he likes and that's it. Yeah. Big Meech is not that same way, right? Like he, he, he knows, like he remembers every single piece, you yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, he wants him, himself to be represented yeah. like in the best way. And then with his son playing him, it's like even, even more intense, but I enjoy so is that a lot of research on your part of finding all these old images and pictures and all the things? Yeah, it's about me finding the old images. It's about me having the conversations yeah. um, and just overall just fact checking everything. Yeah. And um, also from like my own experience, what I've seen in the 90s, you know. Because yeah. I went to one of their parties. I was way too young, but I went to one of their parties back in the day in Miami and it yeah. was wild. And I was like probably <laughs> fresh out of college or in college, something like that. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Sure yeah. I was never at their parties. Um, <laughs> I just I went was, to the one and like I said, I was too young to be there. I got there with some other people and was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was wild. Um, and then the other half of your question was... Biggest was, success. The biggest success. I feel like... Hmm, I... I that's a hard one because I, I I feel like CMF was a success for me. Uh, I I have quite a few. I also did rap shit. Oh my god, I love that show. I love Issa Rae though. I, I know saw her Issa. speak not too long ago at a conference here, and she gave the same vibes that she gives online in person. No, I love that's coming back soon too, right? Yeah, I didn't do I didn't do that season okay. second season because I was also on Survival of the Kids. Yes. Um, and they shot it in LA um, this season. Yeah, we did it in Miami, the original. So, yeah. um, you know that um, I think the big I love doing new shows. Yes, I've done some. I've I've like come in on the tail end of some great shows. Like Blind Spot mm -hmm. um, was a lot of fun because that was known to be like the hardest show in New York. Um, <laughs> and I was happy that I was able to like get on there and work yeah. with Martin and. You know, that was a great team. But then, you know, fast forwarding to doing like, you know, some other new shows where I have to like do them from the beginning and like they become a success. That's what I, I would say. Those are my greatest successes. I love that. I think it's a success that you even get to do what you love at the level that you're doing it in general. Okay. Yes, I, I can. I can go with that. <laughs> Only because there's so many people that either want to be in the industry or think they want to be. Because I mean, I do think when at least when I first got in, it was like people feel like, oh, you play with clothes all day or you get to spend other people's money all day. And it's just so much more to it than that. Yeah. Um, plus, you're talking about running a whole business outside of the creative, which is a whole nother beast in itself. Yeah. Um, because when I first got in the business, I actually just wanted to work for somebody like like yourself or somebody where I just could get to do, I say, the fun part of like, oh, I'm assisting with the clothes. I'm not worried about budgets or like the business. Let somebody else worry about that. And I just get to, you know, put looks together. But it didn't yeah. work out that way. So I had to <laughs> I had to do it all myself. And so there's like I can't shop every day because I have to make sure I'm running my business to yeah. actually be able to do this for a living. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I think a lot of people walk in with that, you know, yeah. like when you say you have to be a production assistant first. Yeah. Or, you know, you have to work on set first. Yeah. Um, they kind of like are like, no, that's not what I came to do. I came here to dress people. And yeah. it's like it doesn't work like that. So, yeah. 
Exactly. You have to work yourself up. And then speaking of the business, how does that work for you handling the business? Or do you have people in place now to do that? Because obviously you're the creative, you're setting all the things up. You still have to get paid. You still have to pay your bills. You have to pay your tent. How does all of that part work? Um, that kind of like goes through, uh, my agent. Okay. So like once I, once I, I get a set rate. Okay. Um, and so, you know, once I've, negotiated my rate with my agent then everything else is like orchestrated through them and then um yeah I the just, agent's almost like a business manager then at that point so you can just yeah. get paid and handle your business yeah i exactly. love that look maybe i need to get that no, I'm, no, yeah. I'm like i'm tired okay <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I have the bookkeeper and all of that. But I mean, ultimately, I still collect all the money, and they just manage the money that's coming in. Yeah, and I mean, I have like I have an accountant and everything, yeah. and like um, make sure everything goes where it needs to go. But overall, like I think the best part of not the best part, but a better part of of me being able to like focus on being a designer is that. I, I can trust my agent to like make sure I'm good. Yes. I have like a really great agent. So I love that. I love that. What is the most important lesson you feel like you've learned in your career thus far? Mm. To be patient. Yeah. Um, like we, we spoke about um, earlier in the conversation or, or before we got on camera, we were talking about like Ruth Carter and her journey. Yes. Um, and you know, how long it takes, um, some people to arrive and, um, not really knowing if you're going to ever reach a level of success that you, you intend to reach, yeah. you know, just having that patience and that endurance and discipline to keep on going. Yeah. Uh, True. Yeah. Because I mean, she don't want two Oscars, but it was after 30 years of working yeah. And getting to the the Black Panther movies that was great for all of us, just as far as representation matters and being able to see it at that scale, yeah. Marvel scale. Um, I can't imagine them budgets because Marvel itself has a big budget in general just for executing them type of movies, let alone for the intricacies of the wardrobe. <laughs> right, right. I think they need those budgets. Yes. Yes, yeah. most definitely. And it creates a lot of jobs. What I do love about set and movie work is that when you, because I'm always now because I've worked in it, uh, yeah. just that little bit watching the credits and seeing all these people like this movie has supported all of these people's, you know, lives as far as their income and revenue. Yeah. Yep. So, it does employ a lot of people. Yes. Movies and TV shows do. So, I mean, outside of it being entertaining, I take that now being able to see it from the other side and account of I enjoy it, but I enjoy, too, that my money is contributing to all these people being able to work in the industry that I love, even if it's from an angle that I don't love to work in. <laughs> yes, understood, yeah. And, you know, I would have, like, something like what you, Survival of the Thickest, I would have loved to been like, oh, let me assist uh, yeah. if you needed the freelancer assistant. Like, something, some shows I'm really interested in or shows I feel like was... Um, like, a friend of mine, she got to work on Black Panther when they were doing scenes here in Atlanta. It's just like a Atlanta person that they needed to come and help with the wardrobe because it wasn't like they was carrying every single person to every single place. Right. So I would have, because then it's like, okay, I'm coming to help out, but I'm not like involved from start to finish. I have to be there the whole, I don't know, however many months it takes to film. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I just don't want to do it full time. 
Yeah, you just wanted to day play. Yes, exactly, day play. That's exactly what it is. But I do have um, assistants that do want to get in the industry from that perspective. So I introduce them to costumers that I know that work on shows here for Tyler Perry and all the other people. Since we do a lot of filming in Georgia because of the tax credit and all the things. Right. And kind of help them get in, like you said, as a PA. Because you don't know what you don't know until you experience it. Since I got to work in it, I knew that that wasn't really where I wanted to be as far as in my lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some people just know. Exactly. And these are our last questions is what three books, movies, or podcasts would you recommend? And I only ask out of the three is because everybody learns different. So just depending, you might be more of a book, movie, or podcast, but maybe not all three. So... Um, I love watching, um, I don't know that I have specific movies because I'm always watching movies. I think that it's important to, to always watch movies in different genres because if, if you're trying to develop the ability to see characters differently and be able to like understand the process of film and how angles are being shot and how people are being looked at and you know, I think that it develops you as a better costume designer. Yes. Um, and, you know, of course I like, um, I like the fluffy shows like Sex in the City. Yes. You know, uh, I like anything that Pat Fields does, but um, I also Me love- too. She's an amazing costume designer as well. Yeah, she's just free, which is really nice, you know, and and I think a lot of the the stories that she gets to be involved with allow her to tell, uh, allow her to be a part of the storytelling process. Yes. And, and it, sh- it shows through. She's also um, another OG that has been doing this a really, really long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know that my podcasts that I listen to are necessarily geared around what I do. <laughs> uh-huh. um, because I have to like also then shut, shut off. At yes. Um, but I love, I love like, um, competition shows, you know, like I'm, I'm for you watch Project Runway then? Um, I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, I like Project Runway. I also like the one that they had recently. Oh, what was it called with, um, with, um, Offset? Yeah, I know what you're talking about with Marnie, um, yeah. Offset and somebody else. And I cannot remember what it's called either, but I did enjoy that one as well. Yeah. It wasn't called... That one wasn't the cut, right? That one wasn't the height. Yes, that's what it was. The height. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that, and I, I love I love stuff like that. It kind of like um, is inspiring for me yeah. because I, I watch people like fight for something that they really want yeah. to do or think that they want to do, and learn all these different things in the process, but also, you know feel amazing yeah. when they've like accomplished something exactly look maybe you'll be a guest on on, on the show because i mean they yeah. always have those guest judges that come yeah that would be amazing look send it to your agent and tell them you want to be <laughs> you want to be on the show and then i can and why be like oh we talked about that and she did yep. it i'm gonna call you and be like guess what definitely definitely i would love that well thank you again for your time i really enjoyed chatting with you um you just give good energy and good vibes so i would love to just stay connected in general anyway because i could have reached out and you've been like no i'm above your little podcast i do not have time to talk to you i am here you are there so i just really appreciated that you just came across as a down-to-earth genuine person 
uh, despite like all of your accolades and your um, resume of all this amazing work that you have done. Thank you. I, I, I enjoyed speaking with you and, you know, I also briefly taught a class at FIT um, on, on costume design. Yes. So I think it's like important for me to continue to, to help share. people yes. learn, yeah, learn the right way to do things is important. Yes. I love it. Oh, and last thing is what's next. What's next? <laughs> Vacation? Ah, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Are you going somewhere no. fun? Um, I just came back from Costa Rica and okay. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to take another trip in September. Um, but, um, What's next is a lot of other little mini projects okay. that I'm working on, like, you know, personal projects. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, I, I think that once we get through the writer's strike yes. and people are able to get back to their craft, yeah. I think that we're going to have like a plethora of great stories. Yes. And, um, you know, by that time. I think also BMF will be back around yes. and survival of the thickest will get its second season. So I think I am headed in those two directions for sure. And so, I love yeah. it. I love it. And of course I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be looking out for your name now in credits and stuff, just in case I'm watching some and it's like, Oh, I love the fashion. Oh, I know who it is. So, <laughs> thank you again. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And then I'm going to send you a DM on Instagram. Because, again, when you're in Atlanta, we got to link up for yeah. um, a drink or dinner or lunch or something. My treat. Okay. That sounds awesome. I would love it. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.